Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The ultimate bummer in life is when you take a couple of weeks off with leave and during that a couple of weeks off of leave, you get COVID. Uh, that was uh, not what the, the doctor ordered, so to speak, bad pun, but that uh, is what happened to our great friend Andrew Voss um, uh, during the course of uh, his particular couple of weeks away from our station in particular, where so much has happened. Uh, Vossi, thank you very much for being available to talk to us this morning. Welcome back, COVID, eh? Yeah, g'day Smithy. Yeah, um, it's it was like this. Uh, I have gone through two years not getting COVID and getting regularly tested. Like you know, not there's no way I there hasn't been a week where I haven't been. You know, even to get access at work, I've been tested, uh, and I've had all the family get it and didn't get it. You know, shared the same house, didn't get COVID, and then all of a sudden I came back from Perth. Um, origin number two and uh, tested positive. So two weeks ago tomorrow, uh, and I've got to say, two weeks on, Smithy, I'm about seventy percent. I know everyone's got their own um, stories and experiences, and some you know just kick on and not a drama. I mean, I'm I'm still battling. I mean, I called a, my first game of football yesterday in a few weeks, and I, I was puffed. I mean. Um, so I wouldn't like um, particularly elderly relatives to pick it up um, and that, you know, we can't become complacent. I know your numbers are going up, our numbers are going up across the ditch here. So uh, I still say, you know, you can't rely on the government to make the rules at the moment. You, you've got to look after yourself and do what's best for yourself. So I'm saying take what precautions you think necessary at the moment to avoid getting it, because if you haven't had it, it ain't much fun. No, it is not, apparently, and I'm uh, touching um, any available wood I've got around the joint at the moment, but uh, it's inevitable, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Vossi, there were only, as you say, an abbreviated weekend of uh, NRL action. You did call uh, one yesterday, which was a pretty good uh, affair between the Broncos and the Dragons. Uh, so one of four games over the weekend, the Sharks knocking over the storm back on Thursday, seems a long time ago. Uh, that was an interesting result. Oh, yeah, it's back-to-back really poor performances from the Storm. And it's their defence, which has been dismantled. I mean, Cronulla led at half-time 20-0. Could have even been more from that first half. It is 28-0 with three minutes to go before Melbourne score their first try. Um, had Matty Johns on the program here this morning, and he, he's right. He said, you know, if they throw in a bad performance from time to time, you say that's most un-Melbourne-like. Well, what is it when they do them back-to-back? I mean, they haven't just been beaten... They've essentially been smashed. I know they got a whole bunch of late tries against Manly at, at Brookvale the other week, but as, you know they have been knocked out of the park by two finals contenders, and it is 
the Storm with some real soul-searching to do post-Origin to see if they get back on. Brandon Smith now facing suspension. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen got knocked about. He looks like he has to go off to the penalty beaters again at the moment. Um, you know, there's question marks, and I may say, you know, Jesse Bromwich, what a great player he has been for Melbourne, quite obviously, for New Zealand at test level, but... I don't think Jesse's in our top 10 front rowers in the game at the moment. I mean, he's just not... He's lost the footwork. I mean, there's lots of... I, I think if Nelson Asifa Solomona doesn't line up for Melbourne at the moment, their forward pack really lacks some some punch about them. So I think there's quite a gap that's emerged between Penrith and Melbourne. If they were the two teams most likely to win the title, it, it is now more than ever Panthers to lose the premiership because... There is a gap, not just on the points tally, but also on what I'm seeing with my, with my eyes watching the team performances. Penrith do not have a bad performance in them like Melbourne have shown the last couple of weeks. No, I certainly don't. Not at this point anyway. And um, Very few poor performances coming out of the Broncos and squad depth are being tested, of course, with Origin, etc. But didn't hold them back. Yeah, what, what a great improver they've been, Smithy. And it, it shows that it can be done. Um, you know, they've had wretched years, but they have learnt that R word we've spoken about many weeks, many times this year, resilience. You know, they had a ready-made excuse yesterday to lose, to, to not play at their best, but next man up. You know, they bring in Tessie New at fullback, hadn't played NRL since round six. Outstanding, Tessie New. I mean, boy, did he do, do himself some favours if he's looking for a contract for next year, not knowing what's going to happen with Reese Walsh coming uh, back to the Broncos. Uh, Kobe Hetherington at lock forward with you know, state of origin forwards out. Kobe Hetherington steps up. Outstanding performance. They're bringing Zach Hosting, uh, Hosking at debut on debut at, at 25 years of age. Fantastic. Mm. Did his job. Did more than just his job. There was quality about his work. So Kevin Walters has done a remarkable job with that side and, and their 10th win of the season. And a reminder, 10 wins last year was enough to get your place in the finals. So you'd say that they're already there. Um, the Broncos, but now they, they should probably set their sights on trying to have a crack at the top four. Um, the Broncos having, you know, cemented their place in, uh, in the eight, can they have a red-hot crack at the top four, the Brisbane Broncos? They've done very well. Right, let's uh, look at what's uh, coming up this week, of course, and that is State of Origin 3, and uh, it uh, will be Queensland without uh, Cameron Munster, one of the form players of the entire rugby league season, having tested for COVID, positive for COVID. So what will the Maroon side uh, now look like in those key areas? Well, what a dramatic day Friday was. Um, the news came through uh, after lunch on Friday afternoon, two players testing positive to the, to the rapid antigen test then confirmed by the PCR. I think at the time, we thought there's going to have to be more here. So Queensland have gone on the community circuit promoting this. That was part of Billy Slater's strategy for Game 3. It would be all about Queensland, rally the troops, take them to some regional outposts as well. Uh, you know, get in touch with the fans. Well, that is, that, that's backfired somewhat because of this. It's unfortunate. But they're probably lucky it's only limited to two. But to lose Cameron Munster of all the players, you know, if you wrote down every name and rank them, and, and they wouldn't do this, of course, but who do I not want to lose? Then Cameron Munster was the player. You know, the real X Factor, the, the best player on ground in, in game number one. And now they lose him. Um, look, they have to go with experience ahead of blooding Tom Dearden. Ben Hunt will play 5'8". Daly Cherry, Cherry Evans will play halfback. Harry Grant will start hooker and Caelan Pong at fullback. That's still a very good spine, Smithy, isn't it? Um, but, but Ben Hunt 
if Queensland win, I'll make this prediction. He's man of the match. I, I still think it can be close, but New South Wales quite obviously favourites without Munster there. But if Queensland are to win, it will be Ben Hunt who has to play a starring role. And I think he's... I know it's gone behind closed doors, but I think he's leading the Dally M's, or he certainly was when we, um, you know, closed shop on the uh, voting being public. So Ben Hunt needs to... Re- now that he's been given an opportunity in a playmaker role in the halves, I think he needs to uh, to really step up and be the man alongside of Cherry Evans, Grant and Ponga, because they will do their job if Hunt comes in and plays a, a really strong hand. OK, then let's look at um, the Blues. And uh, I know uh, you're... Your cohort, Brandy, is very closely associated uh, within the group. Uh, how are yep. they looking for Wednesday? They, it's not as if they have been unscathed themselves. They uh, have uh, got uh, Saifiti coming in for Payne Haas. Well, yeah, well, it, well, via Jordan McLean, who was brought into the side and then suffers the hamstring injury at training, sadly, for, for Jordan, who was set to play his first game for New South Wales. So uh, Saifiti gets the uh, run for New South Wales. And, and, and look, it was a bit odd the other day. I read a quote... Uh, on Friday, um, it may have been in Saturday's press here, he, he said, look, I admit, I haven't been playing well this year. I mean, it is, it is quite a, a, a stunning selection. Regan Campbell-Gillard overlooked having played game one and been one of Parramatta's best players week in, week out, but he just doesn't fit into Freddie's plan. So, and even when McLean dropped out, Dale Finucane comes into the squad. So poor old Regan Campbell-Gillard has been absolutely benched uh, by the New South Wales selectors. Look, you've still got to believe that what worked for them in Game 2 will work for them in Game 3, albeit I don't think you're going to have the 30 points in the last 31 minutes, as it was in Perth. I think a little closer, mm-hmm. but you'd think they'll pick up where they left off. You'd have to think that Nathan Cleary's confidence is is sky high now after that performance over in Perth. And the others around him, Burton's got his you know origin debut out of the way and... Um, you know, the fact that you can pick a side and leave Latrell Mitchell out, that you think you got enough in your tank, um, albeit, you know, Mitchell said that he'd prefer to concentrate on South Sydney, but you can overlook him, uh, then I think New South Wales in great shape. Deserving favourites. It is at Suncorp, so, you know, there's a bit of a fear factor there. Uh, Queensland's home turf, but I, I think this is a year New South Wales can come back from 1-0 down in the series. Well, we haven't heard from you on this station for uh, a couple of weeks, uh, which we don't like, Vossi, but I'll tell you what, in the time that you've been away, you could do a decent old documentary on what's happened at the Warriors, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, well, yes, <laughs> there's a bit going on. I, I am surprised, um, Andrew Webster, the little dealings I've had with him, he's, he's impressive, but uh, if he's the man for the job at the Warriors, I must admit, probably a little uh, a little surprised uh, to, to go with... The rookie, having done somewhat of an apprenticeship um, as an assistant coach, and he's had a little caretaker role, just a, a smattering along the way, but uh, still a little surprised by that. The Reese Walsh decision, how that's all unfolded. Chance Nickel Clock said, oh, I, Cookstar, I thought you were going to get me on the fact that but the All Blacks lost a test. Jeez, you almost lost to Ireland in the cricket, Smithy. What's going on, mate? Yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to avoid that. I'm trying to avoid it. I'm going to throw Kyrgios yeah. at you shortly, so just get ready for that. Sure, but, sure. Uh, no, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, we won the doubles yeah, I mean, too. Australia won the doubles at Wimbledon too. I didn't see any yeah. Kiwis yeah. up there on the... Anyway. No, well, fair enough. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, can we go to Reese Walsh? Um, yes. The, the guy who was going to make his home in New Zealand, but now we'll be making it in Brisbane all of a sudden. What did you make of the Reese Walsh oh, well, scenario from looking on from afar? 
Well, I think from now on, one page of a contract that the Warriors present to a player has to have a page out of the Atlas and actually show where New Zealand is. I just think for clarification purposes and probably put a little Google map how, how long the flight actually is, that it's not that far away. And I, I, I'm not saying that, I'm saying that absolutely legitimately. I mean, I, I find it an extraordinary situation that we've had, what, you and Aitken at the start of the year. Um, the coach had his reasons, Nathan Brown, Matt Lodge, Reese Walsh, I mean... Come on. I mean, this is the National Rugby League. There are, as of next year, there are 17 clubs. Um, you, you go, you know, you do make, and I'm not even going to call it sacrifice. No, you move with your job. I mean, there are, there are lots of professions out there where you have to relocate to do your damn job. And, and to, th- to suddenly have a change of heart and all that, sorry, I can't be a bleeding heart in that situation. I... I, it'll have to be exceptional circumstances, I believe, for players to, to to not know what they're getting into if you sign with the Warriors. And as I said, put a page of the Atlas in, um, show them the Air New Zealand flight schedule a week, show, show people how many flights there are, show what it is, give them a little real estate catalogue where you can live. There's some great places. Um, <laughs> the, I, I feel very sorry for the Warriors for what has transpired across these 12 months on the on the back of two very tough years. Right. Um, was there any candidate, any standout candidate who might have been available to take this Warriors job on? I mean, they've signed uh, Andrew Webster for three years, but in, in terms of uh, the life of a Warriors head coach, three years is like forever, man, and past that. <laughs> yeah, now, look, I, I, I just thought they might have gone down the experience line, and, and it's a pretty rare instance that out there at the moment, and I'm not saying that... Uh, one of these was even spoken to, but in Michael Maguire, Shane Flanagan, Paul Green, they've all won premierships. Like that's a, that's an extraordinary situation that you would have three former head coaches on the open market who have all won competitions. Now this is a club that can't even play a final. They've played one final in what ten years. Um, there are pre- there are coaches with premiership winning experience available that I thought perhaps. I thought that the experience line was the way the Warriors had to go. Someone who has can basically go in there with a formula that has worked in the past. Now, I suppose those critics of Michael Maguire say, well, look what happened at the Tigers. But um, Shane Flanagan had his reasons for being benched. But, you know, I, I certainly would have no hesitation in signing Shane Flanagan. And Paul Green is there in the mix. Um, he's... He had his glory day with the Cowboys when they won the premiership, and he did reach another grand final. So he's a two-time grand finalist uh, as a head coach. He's been a, a grand finalist as an assistant coach. It's, it's pretty good credentials to look past if they didn't even consider these people. I Did I see something where Tim Sheens was linked with West, or was that just yeah, uh, no, putting a photo cool. against a rumour? 70, 71 years of age, uh, Tim yeah. Sheens. What well, about we're having a, we had a bit of a joke this morning, and it's it's not disrespect. We're just having a bit of fun. But if Tim Sheen signs on with the Tigers, and the Tigers play the Dolphins next year, I mean Wayne Bennett and Tim Sheen's will both get into the ground on concession cards um, and, and get the half price dinner at the Leagues Club. Uh, they'll be on the pensioner rates. They're both in their seventies. You know, we 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 look like it's. I'm telling you, Smithy, it's not just where there's smoke, there's fire. There's an absolute raging inferno. Sheen's to get the Tigers coaching job. Um, people like Matty Johns, Benji Marshall, Ricky Stewart all say, no, he's what the Tigers need. So we could have a situation next year where two of the coaches are the other side of 70. 
good luck to them, Wayne Bennett and Tim Sheens. And, and then we will still have in the mix Craig Bellamy, Des Hasler, um, Trent Robinson is getting up there in the number of games he's coached. So some very experienced coaches there. That's why I find it hard to think that some other experienced coaches will remain on the sideline. Uh, again, you know, Flanagan, Green, Maguire, hard to think three premiership-winning coaches of the last uh, decade uh, could all be without a job next year. Do you, a lot of people, of course, po- pointing the, the finger here very, very uh, rigidly at uh, Mark Robinson, the owner, uh, and, of course, uh, Cameron George, the CEO. Now, look, look, you've been around the league for a long time. There have been, I mean, there have been controversial owners, but they are, at the end of the day, the bloody owners. They own it. It's theirs. It's their asset. So what do you make of that set up there? And uh, should we be demanding more or less or whatever out of, out of that, that bracket? Yeah, it's interesting. It, when I look at the um, the ownership models to compare it with, you know, Russell Crowe is seen as somewhat um, can be eccentric. You know, I've had a bit to do with Russell Crowe at the time. I mean, he's, a, and you will know, Smithy, uh, he's a genuine rugby league man. I mean, it is not fake. It is not put on. He has lived and breathed rugby league all his life. He absolutely loves it. But he doesn't get involved in, like, he helps with negotiations. You know, it's pretty impressive. If you're a young player, and Russell Crowe invites you over to lunch and he can, you know, have a meet and greet. And th- that could be very influential in signing players. But I don't believe Russell has any say or input into um, into the re-signing of players or whether we keep a player at a club. Um, so I think he has stood his distance. I mean, he had a famous run-in with Luke Keary at a camp one time or whatever. Um, but, I, you know, I think Russell Crowe as an owner or in that ownership role has stood back. I think that's probably the best way to go. But I'm not about to criticise those. If they are the ones stumping up cash or generating revenue, then I'm not against them having a say. But if I'm a coach, I'm just trying to think, I, you know, I'd like to, if I'm employed to coach a team or I'm, re- I'm employed to recruit players, I'd like to think I have that job without outside forces buying into it. I think that would be the best form of ownership, that they say, right, I'm an owner, I'll do this, I'll look at the finances, whatever, but I'm getting you to do your job, I'm getting you to do your job. I think there's better clarity in, uh, in, that, in that going forward, if that's the case with the Warriors. Okay, it's time to inflict a bit of pain on you now. Um, and it was always going to be the case that when you kicked Novak Djokovic out of Australia, you weren't <laughs> going to forget in a hurry. And uh, there you were. You put him. You put Nick Kyrgios up against him. He got a free pass through uh, when Nadal pulled out. But what did you make of that performance and the performance of Kyrgios on and off the court for the last two weeks? Yeah, well, okay. Well, you stated right at the top of the interview. See, I've had a couple of weeks off. Um, honestly, when I went off... If I was to survey my breakfast show audience, Nick Kyrgios, good bloke or flog, the majority would come back Nick the flog. In the space of two weeks, he became our Nick. I mean, suddenly there's that many on his bandwagon um, and, and watching him. But, you know, he is, he's an interesting individual. There's no doubt about that. Um, he certainly has an appeal to a younger audience. They don't care about the antics. I mean... Smithy, he copped $14,000 in fines across the last couple of weeks, but that's spare change. What does it matter? Spitting, abusing, <laughs> confrontational, all of that. The city pass spat. Uh, I mean, uh, interesting, interesting. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think we're ever going to see the absolute best of Nick Kyrgios because I don't think he absolutely loves the game. You know, he's, he's got this talent he was born with, but he's got all these other parts to the personality 
that I don't think he can possibly, you know, we were asking the question, as he turned the corner, is he going to play more Grand Slams? Good chance he won't. There's as much chance he will never play another Grand Slam final as there is he will, but who knows where he's going to be in 12 months, how dedicated he'll be, how inspired he'll be, how hungry he'll be, um, which probably frustrates the hell out of some people who see a, a great talent not working as hard as what he possibly could. I'm sure he trains hard, but does he have the desire, the absolute desire to be, nah, he's happy to have five months off a year and, and that's his lot. Good luck to him. He's got a heap of money and he can live that lifestyle. Yeah, he's got a heap more money now, so that's uh, terrific. Okay, uh, Vossi, the most important thing is you get from 70% back to 100%, mate. Uh, look forward to your calls this weekend and a, a chat next Monday. Uh, thank you yeah, so much for your time. No, no problem. Um, and we never got round to talking rugby union Sinbin, so that, I'll leave that with you. Um, Ireland, yep. it's, I, I'm checking to see if I've got any Irish blood in me, but I'm, I don't think so, but I, I can't. And wouldn't that have been a double if that had won the cricket as well? Amazing, amazing week. Andrew, Andrew Ovos. Andrew Ovos, thank you very much for your time this morning. <laughs> and we'll catch, we'll, we'll catch you next Monday morning. Cheers, buddy. Uh, signing off. Top of the morning to you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.